0: actually no hold on but one last thing it's like there's just this energy that's around them good evening dearest listeners and make haste because this week we're going to be reviewing one of the bridgerton books romancing mr bridgerton which follows the story between penelope and colin This is part of our monthly book club segment, and this is a story that Noor has been wanting me to read for a while now.
1: I have so many thoughts on this book. I will say, though, I'm obviously going to get some hate on this, but I think I prefer the series over the books, in my humble opinion we've kind of been waiting for quite some time for the third season of bridgerton and we did a review on queen charlotte series so if you haven't checked that out already be sure to check that out we took it upon ourselves to read the book and talk about it today
0: that's right so
1: quick summary of the
0: book in the beginning it starts off with how penelope and colin first met at an outing she was 18 at the time And that's when she started having feelings for him. There's a time jump of 10 years. So now fast forward, she's 28 and he's 33. Their relationship was challenging to navigate because at some point in the duration, there's this party going on where Colin and Anthony and Benedict are outside. They're just talking. And Colin makes a comment saying that he would never marry Penelope Featherington. And Penelope hears this. She actually confronts the brothers and storms off so Colin knows that she heard this, yet didn't really do anything about it. Penelope continues to have these feelings, but she kind of shelters them a little bit more to protect herself. Eventually, after Colin returns from his travels and after they start speaking more, he recognizes her as a human being, falls in love with her, and asks her to marry him. During this time, to his surprise as well, he uncovers that she's actually Lady Whistledown in disguise. And from then on, you see how this plays a factor into their relationship and their marriage. Probably one of the easiest ways I could have summarized it. Now, the issue is Penelope is a very confident person. That's part of why I love her. She's one of my favorite characters, yet I just found her to be a little bit lost and she's always at Collins. Feet, just praising everything that she does follows him around hoping that one day he would finally turn around and notice her and he did but he only did because she was just going on about how amazing he was she was complimenting him a lot and obviously they both have writing in common as a skill so that brings them together but then also creates a lot of issues in their relationship
1: It's her yearning that's really captivating in the series, which I really enjoy. So I appreciate how similar that is with the book. And I could see how there might be more of a buildup of chemistry in the series versus the book. I'll be honest, I have not read the first one, nor have I read the second one. I kind of just hopped on on the book of uh, Romancing Mr. Bridgerton. So I don't know if there has been chemistry build up in those previous two books. The differences for me was this odd gap that kind of happened out of nowhere. And I say this because in the series, it's very stagnant. So it's very kind of on a one-year or two-year timeline versus the book. I found a really hard time to ship them. I had a really hard time finding any sort of chemistry. Like For me personally, it kind of just felt like I flipped a page and suddenly he's in love with her. And I'm like, when the hell did this happen? And I'm not sure if in the books it was kind of like similar to the series where it's like a buildup, but man... Who would have thought that she's right in front of me? And he's kind of like going through this like debilitating uh, emotion where he's like, am I really feeling this? Like, how could I not have seen this? Nobody else but Penelope for him at this point. And he went for it. Um, And many people can argue and say that's not the case. But I don't know if it was the writing or I don't know. I just did not feel the chemistry in this one. I found a really hard time trying to finish this book, I Can't Lie to You. And I just, for the life of me, I loved Penelope in the book. I hated and Colin in the book. And I just felt zero chemistry and was hoping that she was with someone else.
0: Precisely. And similarly to you, I haven't read The Duke and I or The Viscount Who Loved Me. But I did read To Sir Philip With Love. So now I'm going back a book here. Honestly, after this, I want you to read to Sir Philip with love just because I want to get your thoughts on it. I think that it's a much better read than Romancing Mr. Bridgerton. The chemistry between Eloise and Philip is chef's kiss. Philip reads as someone who is very mature and very attractive. Colin, on the other hand, I don't know if anybody else felt this way, but he was so annoying. He was such a brat. Why did he snarl so many times? And the fact that he was jealous, not even about with Penelope and other suitors, jealous about her accomplishments and the way he behaved about it. Or okay, the scene where the two of them were with the Bridgerton family and Lady Whistledown had published her quote-unquote final paper about Cressida not being Lady Whistledown and he was so furious that Penelope had done this that he was squeezing her arm hurting her and he even writes that he knew he was hurting her but if he didn't do that then he would have lashed out into the room that's not okay that is messed up I felt so uncomfortable reading that whole part I just wanted more of a build-up of the chemistry and the love between them everything just felt so rushed and slow at the same time for him to find out his actual feelings if they make him the exact same way in the series that he was in the book I will not like him
1: Colin and Penelope are supposed to be after Benedict and his wife so for me it's it's kind of interesting and also weird at the same time that they're doing penelope first because of the time jump
0: let's not forget the differences in the series as well although we don't have season three at the end of season two they did show the scene where penelope overhears colin talking to his friends it wasn't anthony and benedict but when he had made the comment about never seeing penelope in that way she didn't confront him in the series she walked away so he doesn't know that she heard that But then how will they be addressing that in the series?
1: So I think they're going to change it. And you mentioned the fact that it was his friends that he was speaking to and that she kind of walked away crying. Also, Eloise knew that she was Lady Whistledown. And at this point, you know, the seamstress as well knew that Penelope was down but in the book, that's not the case. Like not one person knows. and there is this whole competition of finding out who Lady Whistledown is. um and then also at the same time, I think it what was that what was that uh girl's name? She's in the series too. Uh, the one who like no, the one who practically blackmails her. um, she's the one Crescenda. that almost made the fact Fe- yeah, Cressida Cressida. The best way to describe it is that it's being stacked up on the other. Like, it just didn't feel seamless. It didn't feel like it was flowing nicely, in my opinion. There was actually a quote where Penelope said, she's like, she'd met Colin on a Monday. She'd kissed him on a Friday, 12 years later. It's to show how, yes, it was a 12-year wait in the book. A snap of a finger and he's in love with her. Like, how? And I think that's what they're changing in the series, too. And I think that's probably why she's doing it as the third, because you're seeing this slow build up of a friendship. But I also hate she had no prospects, not in the book, not in the series. Like, it was kind of just like she was a spinster in her late 20s. And she kind of was just sitting around waiting for Colin.
0: There could be a potential for multiple suitors for this next season and I say that because in the end of season two during one of the ballroom scenes it looked like Penelope had caught a gentleman's attention and when he was about to approach her to ask for a dance Colin caught on to that and stepped in. I hope they throw in some other men for her because truthfully... I found the novel's pacing to be so slow and irritating. There were so many pages dedicated to finding out who Lady Whistledown was and the other characters talking amongst each other about it, and it was so boring. I also want them to change Colin's petty behavior because if he acts that way in the series, oh my god, I'm thinking about the scene where he's going through his journaling, thinking about publishing them, and Penelope was trying to be helpful and ask if she could see them go over them and he was just saying no and just being so childish with her. If I were Penelope in that moment, I would walk myself down to where Queen Charlotte was and demand a divorce because that was so rude.
1: I also thought it was really interesting for me how, like, in the series, he wasn't really this, like, angry. So in the book, to kind of just see that come out out of nowhere, um, and maybe it wasn't out of nowhere. Maybe it's kind of like this inner (laughs) demon situation, but you brought up a good point when he was holding her hand or grabbing her arm and was, like, squeezing it. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? But with Colin, I just thought it was a little bit laughable in the books, especially during the carriage scene if you know you know that was so random i remember reading that and going like what what you just got out of the church you just found out that she's lady whistle down you're suddenly all up in her what it was just again not seamless it was a bit laughable on many aspects i found penelope in the book to be a little bit dull in my opinion not the same as the series i feel like in the series she had a little bit more of a um she was witty smart uh very quick on her feet and i found in the book she was just very bland in my opinion besides the fact that she was lady whistle down
0: all things considered how are we feeling about pollen
1: it's not my favorite i would say let's rate the couples i feel like that's the best way to put them so for me the first one that i would do is anthony and kate because i love them so much it's very hard to choose between anthony and kate and uh, king george and queen charlotte so i will say that both of them kind of take first place for me but if we're not doing that then second place goes to king george and queen charlotte Third uh, goes to Simon and Daphne. I can't stand Simon for the life of me. And fourth, it's got to be Colin and Penelope, man. There's just zero chemistry there. It was just a really shitty buildup. And it just kind of felt like she had no character. She kind of just sat there, you know? And then there was Colin, who was just this brooding cool calm collected guy who just came back from like years of travel and somehow ends up looking at Penelope one Sunday afternoon and said oh would you look at that my heart is beating for the first time
0: how about you no one can replace Queen Charlotte and King George they are first place in my heart I know you haven't read to Sir Philip in Love but because I have I'm gonna put Eloise and Philip as second Daphne and Simon take third kate and anthony take fourth i know you love them so much but i was not feeling the whole enemies to lovers trope and how far it went and last would be sadly colin and penelope which i'm surprised because friendships to lovers is my favorite trope
1: but not the way they did it interesting okay (laughs) but i know that you you're not really a fan of enemies to lovers and i I remember when we talked about this in our previous podcast you mentioned that it was too long and it was doing too much. I have a quote. There's always some sort of monologue that they confess their love and affection. So I have the quote of Colin. So if you have read it but forgot it, I'm going to read it now. And based off of that, we're going to rate the speeches. A side note here, when we're Comparing with Anthony, we're not comparing the one of him talking about bane of existence. We're comparing the very final speech. This is Colin. I love you with everything I am, everything I've been, and everything I hope to be. I love you with my past. I love you for my future. I love you for the children we'll have and for the years we'll have together. I love you for every one of my smiles and even more for every one of your smiles. Based on that speech, give me your ratings. Easiest first place still goes to King
0: George because nothing will ever be able to top from the mo. And hearing how choked up he got, continuing the rest of that. For Simon, it depends. Which speech are we talking about? Are we talking about the one where he and Daphne are in front of the Queen explaining why they should wed? Or is it the other one where it's on their honeymoon night and he says the whole, I'll burn for you speech?
1: Here I am reading it. So this is Simon. And I think this is a scene when he was talking to the queen and he said the queen was asking him, you know, was it love at first sight? So he said, it was not your majesty. The young lady flatters me, but it was not love at first sight for either of us. There was attraction, certainly, at least on my part, but Miss Bridgerton taught me a presumptuous, arrogant, insincere, all fair, really. And I thought her a prim young lady, barely out of leading strings, not to mention the sister of my best friend. And so romance was entirely out of the question for both of us. But in so removing it, we we found something far greater. We found friendship. Now for Anthony's, my personal favorite, he said, It's not far enough. (laughs) Sorry, I had to add that in there. So he says, I love you, hand on chest. I've loved you from the moment we raced each other in the park. I've loved you at every dance, on every walk, every time we've been together, and every time we've been apart. You do not have to accept it or embrace it or even allow it. Knowing you, you probably will not. But you must know it in your heart, hand on hand on heart. You must feel it because I do. I love you. <laughs> and we all obviously know King George's because it was not even a month ago and it was going viral on TikTok. Okay,
0: thank you so much for reading that, by the way. In that case, I would put Anthony as second, Simon as third, and then Colin dead last.
1: Okay, maybe the series is going to change our minds. So we're going to get back to that, and we are going to do a series and a book review. However, I'm not excited for Colin and Penelope, and I find that I probably will have to watch season one Bridgerton and really focus on them just so I can build up that chemistry for them Uh, but I'm very very curious as to see how uh, Eloise is going to turn out to be and a side note did you notice how in the book they didn't really mention her friendship with Eloise the same way that they did in the series almost like yes you can tell that they're best friends but it wasn't to the same kind of feeling that you would get in the series where they're very much like two peas in a pod
0: yes and did you notice how often eloise would disappear and how she was writing letters to someone and whenever people would ask she would be reluctant to say who until finally she said francesca and then they were doubting that it was francesca because it took her so long to say it and she always had ink stains on her hands it's funny reading it now Because after reading To Sir Philip With Love, you understand why she's acting this way. I want to keep an optimistic mind about season three. Colin better be on his hands and knees for Penelope after the way he was speaking about her to the other gentlemen. And I want them to have a better build-up to chemistry, to a relationship. Here's my two cents. What I think should happen is while colin was away on his travels he started to realize at that point how much he actually cared for penelope and how he couldn't stop thinking about her and even if they wanted to go the extra mile maybe when he was journaling about his travels he was journaling about her and almost writing love letters to her but never sent them Oh, and maybe that's why in season two, when he came back from his travels, they exchanged this longing glance at each other and he looked like he was going to say something, but didn't because the rest of his family was there. I'm reading way too much into this and I could be taking this too far off, but there are some predictions floating around of some of the song choices that'll appear in this season. So you know how for every season, there's a modern song played by a string quartet People are predicting for this
1: season it'll be Jealous by Nick Jonas. I still get jealous. Oh, I love him. You know, free, free music audio right here, guys. I agree. I think for me, my prediction, similar to yours, and I and I say this because they did the same thing for Kate and Anthony. Because I know in the book, the sister, Edwina, was number one fan of them being together. So really added her in the plot and just made her the third party of a love triangle what i'm predicting is there's probably going to be another suitor in the picture knowing the trajectory that they're putting penelope's character in i don't think it's going to be a suitor for penelope i think it will be a suitor for colin being with this one person versus realizing that he's falling in love with penelope i agree with you i hope that there's like these journals that he starts writing something where it really insinuates that there. are is something there and i wonder if that's the reason why that he uh that they showed us what he said to his friends about him never being with penelope and then her crying about it is i wonder if they're going to start out that season showing that he can't seem to connect again with penelope so he kind of goes into this deep thought and reflection of what happened between them nonetheless i'm i'm excited i'm always excited for bridgerton But I don't think I'm excited specifically for this couple. I'm excited to see other characters. And I really, really hope that they don't uh, skip certain parts. So with Anthony and Kate, they skipped the wedding versus Simon and Daphne. They kind of skipped like her being pregnant.
0: Yes, I see what you mean. And they better not skip out on Penelope and Colin's wedding. She deserves to have her moment. And I think she's going to be a gorgeous bride i'm so excited to see her in dresses other than the color yellow but with all said and done let's rate the book now out of five stars i would give it a two what would you give it
1: same two out of five two out of five for sure like i don't think it's as bad as one uh but i would i would give it a two but one last thing when do you expect bridgerton to come out i think my fear is that even if she like decides to release this next year the weight of it being you know like a year of us waiting for this this long to get the season and not living up to the hype is going to be much more disappointing than it is if it comes out now and it's just like not as amazing as the pre- previous two seasons that's my only concern my other concern is just all these shows that we've been waiting on for so long is obviously delayed And uh, that includes Emily in Paris. So Emily in Paris usually has a timeline of it coming out every December, but now it's not looking like it's coming out in December. You know, I'm glad you asked because this
0: past weekend was the Netflix festival. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It's spelled T-U-D-U-M. I believe it's Tudum. Anyways, they were speaking about all these upcoming projects that are coming to Netflix and Nicola, a.k.a. Penelope, Was speaking at the event and sharing some photos for season three. And my God, guys, she looks stunning. Her hair, the dresses, I'm seeing a lot of green, which is making me happy that they're not putting her in yellow again. Absolutely love it. Luke, aka Colin, is also looking very handsome. I loved what they did to his hair and they're getting rid of those sideburns. Every season, they do this on purpose, I swear. They do this every season to the male actors having this huge glow up when it's their turn, because they know they don't want to steal the spotlight for other seasons, just like how they did with Anthony. You remember Anthony in season one compared to season two? Anyways, to answer your question, they unfortunately have not released a date yet to confirm to Netflix. However, there's a lot of hints that it'll be during the second half of this year, and I'm hearing some whispers that it's going to be December 14th, but I don't know who or where or why December 14th is floating around. All we know is that we can expect it somewhere towards the later half of 2023. I mean, I'm hoping that they don't wait all the way till... December because that's pretty long, but I will be patient, as patient as I can be. Aside from Colin and Penelope, I'm hoping that they also show a lot more of Eloise and Philip in this season. I'm curious to know if they're going to show Sir Philip at all or if maybe they'll save it towards the later half of the season. We'll just have to wait and see, but I think we're going to end it off here, so once again, dearest listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Let us know if you have any thoughts, comments about the upcoming season, or if you've read Romancing Mr. Bridgerton and you have some opinions on it. Let us know on our Instagram, at pod, and we will see you in the next one. Ta-ta!